Esports Podcast presented by The Game House. So that's going to be a unique introduction for a very big thing for a lot of you guys that don't follow us on Twitter, that are new to the chat. We made a partnership with The Game House over the last week. We announced it on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And I'll talk more about that in just a second. But first off, for a lot of new people, you're going to have no idea who we are. So I figured each one of us should do a little bit of introductions about the three of us because you'll get sick of us really quick because you hear us talking every single Monday about whatever we feel like in terms of esports. So I'm going to have Dylan, you kind of introduce yourself a little bit, tell 30 seconds about who the hell you are and why people should listen to you. Hey everyone, my name is Dylan. I also go by Beal For Real. Um, I was originally a collegiate esports boy uh, coming from Penn State, uh, but now I'm, a, I'm an old boy now, washed up cyber athlete. Um, so mostly I just get cranky about esports <laughs> and, uh, you know, try to support the grassroots. And James, who are you? Why are you the only Canadian that they should listen to for esports? Uh, probably because I'm the loudest and the, mo <laughs> and the most <laughs> irritable about it. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'm James. I also go by Howie or Howitzer. Um, I was really, my, my, my breakthrough into esports was League of Legends. Um, I briefly managed a amateur esports team, um, Honor Esports with some of the guys in the chat. Um, and then I've kind of made a progression into more... I don't want to say the more obscure esports, but the more up-and-coming ones, like the 2K League and uh, Rainbow Six. So those have been those have been my two like additional ones on top of League. But League is definitely my calling, and it's my uh, it's my it's my big go-to. And before I jump into my introduction, what would you say your both of your number one esport is that you have to say right now, overall, however you want to pick it? If you had to pick one esport, what is it right now? League of Legends. Well, I would say fighting games, but fighting games aren't esports, so Overwatch. Yes, um, perfect. And then who I am, I am Andrew Nimsger, and I am, I'm the young kid of the podcast, I guess. I guess I'm a few years younger than both these guys. I love making videos. I write for a couple websites. All-around video games, esports kind of guy. I've been obsessed with all that since I was really young. Um, and for me, I'm going to have to say my, definitely my favorite uh, esports going to be Overwatch. You hear me talking about it every single week if I can find a way. I don't think we have it on the uh, schedule today, but I'm still going to find a way to bring it up. I can guarantee to you guys because that's how much I love with it. But with that, I do want to go into a little bit of housekeeping. Like I said earlier, we did partner with the Game House. So what that means is now we are part of the Game House Network. We're joining so many awesome people doing a lot of awesome work. And really, it's because we needed help as much as we wanted to make more content, focus more on you guys. So they help with our editing. We stream on their channel now. Um, they help market us and kind of spread the word and all that kind of stuff and allow us to focus on creating better content for a lot more people, for all of you guys, and just giving you whatever you want without having to do the boring stuff. So that's really why we want to do that because they're doing a lot of really great work. So what that entails is that we now stream on their channel, twitch.tv slash thegamehouse, every Monday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, no, 5.30 p.m. Central Time, I'm sorry, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and then... Um, we also publish all of our YouTube videos onto their channel instead of our original one. But all of our podcasts and all that that a lot of you guys listen to do go live in the normal places there as well. And since we are now a part of their channel, that means that we can now take Twitch Prime subscriptions. So that means if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can connect that to your Twitch account and throw it all our way. It's our first podcast with these guys, so you guys can decide by the end of the podcast if you think it will be worth it. But I'm telling you... The number of times that Dylan is going to yell at me today is going to make it worth it alone. But enough with the housekeeping. Oh, wow. Thank you to both people. We just had two people in the Twitch chat do it right away. So thank you very much um, for both of you guys for doing that right away. But we'll have to get some Project Esports emotes up in here soon. Yeah, eventually yeah. we'll get some Project um, emotes for you guys. But do you guys have anything else you want to do before we start talking esports? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. Let's go for it. So, the very first one we want to talk about is going to kind of be Call of Duty Blackout. So, the beta just ended today. So, I want to talk about initial impressions, what you guys are kind of hearing about that. And then talk about the Dorito Bowl, which is also kind of announced and kind of what that's going to be. So, first off, before we get into that and whatever that's going to be, have either one of you played any of Blackout? No, I have not. Watched it, but not played it. What did, okay, I haven't, so you I haven't watched, even watched it. If you watch them, but what are your initial impressions of it so far? Do you uh, think it's going to be something or it's just going to go by? 
Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be something. It looks really well polished. So I'm a big skeptic of Battle Royale in general at first. Um, and then I was like, okay, PUBG is okay. I really like Fortnite. I think it's really cool. And then when, you know, the mass flood came in of Battle Royales, I was like, ugh, like I roll, etc. And then I, I watched a little bit of this. I saw some really cool highlights and holy shit. It looks really fucking hype. There's like one, like like you get this like hook shot gun, <laughs> and you just gun. like you shoot it, and you just like grapple, and it. Oh my god, it's so hype! Actually, there's some really cool cool videos from it, and it like I don't know, it kind of has that like Activision uh, polish on it a little bit. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think I think it'll be kind of cool, and I would like to see maybe one day if they kind of separated it out, so like you didn't have to buy the full game to get it, but we'll see. Yeah. So, I guess, James, you don't have much to say on it right away, but I actually got the chance to play it. Um, I pre-ordered the game. One of my friends pre-ordered it and gave me his beta code and stuff kind of like that. And I got to say, I'm absolutely horrible at it, but it is so much fun. Like, going into Fortnite, going into PUBG, like, I felt like eventually I got my first win. I played, like, 60 games and didn't even get close to winning. It's a lot <laughs> harder and a lot bigger uh, curve for skill, but I think that it is going to be really big what a lot of people are saying is this is everything that PUBG is if it was polished the combat feels very similar to me it's on console of course for me but i feel like the looting and all that kind of stuff there's going to be some fixes that they need to make but you already saw that during the one week beta they made several tweaks to it that a lot of people were demanding and then they ended up testing a hundred people a hundred people playing a call of duty game in one lobby is something i never thought i'd hear but they tested it for a little bit today, and there was no problems at all. Really, think, no, 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 like server issues, no nothing. Like no, it was... a couple people. You you drop games here and there from time to time, and yeah. then you just go back in. But it has that Fortnite. Like the second your game ends, you're back in the next game a minute later, thirty seconds later, and you're going, and you just get to keep playing over and over again. It feels exciting every time. The map is absolutely amazing. So for me, it is the better version of PUBG, and a lot of people that are big PUBG fans are not going to be a big fan of that. But I think that it really is going to have a really good chance because it has that polish, it has 100 players, it has unique perks and weapons, all that kind of stuff that people want to get you involved. And I think that it is going to really be huge. Do you think it's going to encroach on, like, Fortnite? Do you think it's going to get to that point? Or so, do we think... In my eyes, I think... Fortnite is not a dead game. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to make that assumption, but it is definitely dying a little bit. They've announced their fall skirmish and stuff kind of like that. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever get to that point because you have to pay for the season pass to be able to get access to the Battle Royale as of now, which is a huge problem because a lot of people are not going to want to pay that much to get into it. But... The free-to-play is never going to really go away, and I don't see how anyone can ever really tackle that with uh, Fortnite. But, I don't know. I yeah. think it has potential. It's definitely going to blow PUBG out of the water. I think there's no comparison. PUBG will slowly go away. The day the beta launched was the first day it was below a million viewers and yeah. a million active players ever. I didn't yeah, need to bring up that article or anything like that because I feel like that statement alone is enough and it doesn't need facts. Yeah. Every single day since the game's pretty much launched, it's had over a million active concurrent users and it do dropped below for the beta and that wasn't even on pc the day one and it still dropped below that goes how to show how many people went over to console to play this now that being said that was it wasn't a significant drop it was a drop below a million but it was like 940 it was 950 000. it was a 950,000, which yeah. i mean is still like it's still a substantial uh, like it's still a, a noticeable drop but like let's not be like oh my god they dropped like 500 thousand people they, they you know it only it dropped a bit you know what i mean so but yeah no i think i think you're right like i think we are going to start seeing the phase out because it is significantly more polished it's what PUBG players want in you know in a much finer package plus you're getting anybody from you're getting because you, like this is a smart move by them because they're getting that targeted market of not only battle royale people but also call of duty players who have been around for for ages i like i used to be a call of duty player like not yeah. like anything amazing but i mean like it's a franchise i recognize and stuff like that right and a lot of people are familiar with so yeah so the reason we talked about all this so much is that already there's a small attempt if we want to kind of call it to coming esport there's starting to be there's the first kind of big organizer tournament that's been announced for twitchcon so that's going to be october 
27th. That's kind of a ways down. But there's some pretty big names that they got into it. Of course, Call of Duty has that Call of Duty Activision money. They can throw it at it and get whoever they want kind of involved. But there's four different teams that are going to be playing in this, led by Ninja, Shroud, um, Dr. Lupo, and Courage. So all really big names in the community, all four of them have said how much they have enjoyed it. I have not really come across any of the big streamers saying anything really bad about Blackout or anything kind of like that. So, in my opinion, I know you guys don't have too much to say on this, kind of because of how much you've experienced it so far. But I think this is going to be number two in terms of Battle Royale esports, if you want to consider that a category, behind Fortnite. And I I think in the long run, it could eventually hit one. Because of how polished it is. Yeah. I, but I agree for a different reason. Okay. So here's my theory. Time to put on the tinfoil caps for a oh, second. <laughs> so who plays Fortnite besides everyone? Besides everyone. I think a large demographic of it, right? High schoolers, male high schoolers. What's a huge market of Call of Duty? Male high schoolers. <laughs> when did you play, James? When, when did I play? High school? When did you, when did you play Andrew? I know you pl- I knew you played some Call of Duty. Middle school is when I started. when I got oh, that's really active. That's but I went in high young. school. You're I'm young, giving yeah? you shit. Yeah. Um, but no, regardless, I think there's probably like a, a really big demographic. Um, because you know, um, I have a couple cousins in high school and stuff, and they were big Call of Duty guys, and then you know they went into Fortnite because it was like popular. All their friends were playing, and you know the big thing was it was free, right? Yeah. Um, and then now that the new Call of Duty is coming out, and it has battle royale in it. Like, that used to be the thing, you know? Whenever a new Call of Duty came out and I was in high school, me and all my friends would pick it up, and that'd be the thing yeah. that we did after high school is we would we'd go home and play Call of Duty. Yeah. And I think that's going to be very similar. So I think we're actually going to see a really big decrease in Fortnite pretty soon. I still think it's going to be popular. I think it has its own kind of niche. It's huge, I, I, yeah. I, It's never yeah, going to go huge. away. It's not just going to die tomorrow. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's definitely huge. Still. And it has its own niche, and it's being uh, updated very very well i think and they're adding a lot of cool stuff to it but i think uh call of duty is going to come in they're just going to chunk PUBG, chunk Fortnite, and then i don't know i, I, I could really see it being number chunk one PUBG. i think this is PUBG's active player base and it's going to be way down here after blackout releases because you have to pay for PUBG too so why yeah. would you not want to be paying for Which the is better still in beta. version of that game and this is a beta with no problems it is more yeah. polished in beta format than PUBG is now with its full launch. Finally, exactly right. So. And I think I think it is. I think another thing too that I want to touch on, just um, that I still still think is going to keep Fortnite above water, depending on uh, like how how the the parental demographic goes. Is uh, Whiplash in the chat mentioned that he started playing shooters in junior high? Um, junior like today's today's like 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 social dynamic with like parenting and stuff like that they're much more conscious about what games picked up especially with shit like gta and stuff like that being out in the market so if your parents are are cool with you playing fortnite in junior high then you're probably going to keep playing fortnite because you're not going to get shit for it you know what yeah. i mean whereas cod cod is going to start targeting the high schoolers i feel like they still have that younger demographic which like i mean i'm I, i'm even experiencing on rainbow six it's really annoying but i mean <laughs> um so i i think I think yeah, I, I I want to agree, but I want to just add that point of like I think this is another this is another way that Fortnite is going to keep their head above water is from this younger demogra- demographic where yes it's violent but it's not Call of Duty you know what I mean yeah. it's not it's not to that point yet so I think they're still going to have that younger player base but we'll uh, we'll kind of see yeah. I, I I want to see the numbers but I want I really want to keep my eye on the numbers when this when this actually launches and see what what gets hit and stuff like that right yeah. so the beta just ended today. So we'll see what kind of numbers come out of that or anything kind of like that comes out. But the game releases at the end of October. I'm pretty sure like right around the time of TwitchCon the game comes out. So I think we'll kind of have to hold out on much more talks until then. Kind of see how it goes at launch. But I see huge potential and I'm really excited for it. But I guess that's about all I have on Blackout for now. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's that covers kind of everything for me too. (laughs) Dylan? All right, yeah. So I guess we'll go into the next thing, which is uh, the investment by 21st Century Fox to Caffeine. So if anyone doesn't know who or what Caffeine is, which I'm sure no one knows what it is, it's a new streaming service. Um, so 21st Century Fox is giant, right? They're this giant. I, I'm pretty sure they're pro- part of one of those big conglomerates. Well, they're of like, owned by Disney now. 
yeah yeah exactly so yeah. like disney owns literally <laughs> like 50 percent of all media owns them which anyways so they have this streaming service they invest in called caffeine which um i think it came from an offshoot of like apple tv yes. uh developers uh who ended up developing for it and they're launching it as like an alternative to twitch and one thing that they're kind of they're like aiming at it, but I think they're aiming at it inadvertently. So a big thing with Twitch right now is the um, uh, the revenue models for it. The biggest thing being um, ads. So like ads appearing on things. So you know streamers can opt out of ads, but you know you still you you still get the pre rolls whenever you load into a, a Twitch page. Mm -hmm. Now before, if you had a Twitch Prime, um, or I think. No, no, just Twitch Prime. You would get past those. Like you didn't have to watch those. Yeah. Um, but recently, they kind of rolled back on them, and they were like, okay, well, pre rolls for everyone except for those who have Twitch and Nitro. You know, that ancient thing that no one ever gets anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what Caffeine is doing is they're like, no, we're not going to do ads of any sort. No ads whatsoever. Like streamers can't even enable ads unless they have like built-in integrated ads, um, which is an interesting way to approach it. But the way they're doing it is they have this system that's kind of like bits, except like 25% of your screen. So like if you're looking at like our overlay right now, right, where it says like Project Esports across the bottom for anyone who's uh, watching, um, it takes up a little bit of our screen. Um, but basically, it's just uh, the giant bottom part of it. That is now like big squares. And whenever you donate their like their version of bits, you like put like a 3D object there. So it's like you can donate like a like a potato and it's like a thousand gold pieces and that equals some sort of money or you can donate like a I don't know like a like a little frog man well, well not not that frog man but um yeah yeah uh but yeah so you just you 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 can put these like 3D like gifts sort of speak and it's like this really weird thing and it like takes up a bunch of the screen and I don't know, it just, it looks awful. It looks so terrible. Yeah, and I don't know how this got past any sort of like actual like uh, development. Cause like, this seems like something like college kids who have never seen Twitch before and maybe just like kind of heard about Twitch would develop. But anyone who actually is in like the streaming like sphere, this is so stupid. Yeah. And I feel, I feel really bad because like, um, I feel like there should be an alternative to Twitch because, you know, just having all that like a uh, competition could create some really, really good sites. And I think it just it makes all the sites better is if there's competition amongst like, you know, two or three of them, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's bad. It sucks. It's, it's not bad. good. And 21st <laughs> Century Fox put all this money into it. And I don't know it doesn't look good. And you can't even go to the site for free. Yep. You have to sign up sign to up. even watch streams. And like, I think you have to get an app. I think one, you either have to get an app on like the app store or you have to download like a, like a Windows app, like a Microsoft Windows app. Oh, it's, like from, it's oh, yeah, it's so door. bizarre. Yeah. Okay. It's so bizarre. Also, yeah, rest in peace, Mixer. Like, <laughs> like Mixer is better. Mixer is like <laughs> tenfolds better than this product. And that's, oh, oh God, that's saying a lot. Okay, yeah. so definitive Project Esports ranking. Between Twitch, Facebook Gaming, Caffeine, and Mixer. Oh, you, wait, YouTube. YouTube. And YouTube. What yeah. is it, your it go, ranking? It, go, it goes Twitch, YouTube, Mixer. Oh, God. And then it's really hard. I guess, <laughs> I guess Facebook Live because technically you can link your Blizzard games to it automatically in okay. stream. Okay. And then this Caffeine service because, oh, my really? God. It's awful. Like, if you can go and look up videos. You can actually go look up videos on how it, like, plays out and even their promotional like you know they have a promotional video to show you what it's like and it's like really heartfelt because people are like oh my god i can't believe you're donating this is making my life like this is so cool i love meeting new friends online oh god it's so it just scripted. looks bad well no it's scripted but it looks bad it just oh, like yeah, the yeah, service yeah. itself looks bad and it looks I like mean, everyone in chat is agreeing a lot too everyone's like <laughs> putting it at the bottom of their list just kind of hating on it so a hundred million dollars down the drain is what all three of us agree. Yes, they. I mean, like is to them, that's nothing. To them, that's I no. Yeah, I want to see 
like with any of these sites, like I, there's always some somebody who gets roped into going to them. Um, like if anybody remembers Growscore, like the League of Legends streamer, he got sucked into another one. And like I mean, he basically tanked his following because he went over to this this other party. Now, this is a this is a significant like like more invested project from like from like the big the bigger names like with tw like 20 21st, 21st century fox oh my god there we go um going over there like who do we think is going to get sucked into this where they have so much money yeah who, like do we like which personality is going to get like like sent over there being like yo okay we're gonna pay you a shit ton of money to start going on caffeine i i want i want to see who gets who gets sucked into that void and it effectively kills their career because of it i am my prediction king you know, Obviously. add this okay. to the chart. Okay. They're going to get a famous person who doesn't currently stream on there. They are. They're they they're going to yeah. they're going to get some sort of like C-list movie star, maybe TV show star, someone like that and they're going to put them on there. So for anyone that doesn't know what he just meant by prediction king, it is something we've been have going on all year. So our very first podcast of the year we made a bunch of bold predictions. We're going to divvy up points based on how correct you are. We did E3 predictions. We do random bets and kind of things like that on that. Then all of it adds up towards the end of the year. We'll do one episode where we'll add up all the tallies and see who was that year's prediction king. And we'll come up with some kind of punishment for the last place and then some kind of punishment for second place to kind of decide who is the king of the podcast and going down from there. And just so everyone I'm... knows, right now I am in the lead. I just want to make that clear. I are you dominated totals? E3. I know, so. I know he's keeping totals. Of course he's keeping totals. Oh, I'm I definitely he is, keeping totals. I'm not, I haven't been keeping totals. I've just been saying them. Are you kidding me? I, I definitely, I'm definitely keeping track of all these. So that's what that feeling, means. But I have a feeling after E3 I'm last because my E3 predictions were fucking dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but with that, I think caffeine, waste of money. Anyone watching yeah. us on Twitch, don't go to it. I think we all can agree that yeah, I, there may be something. I mean, Disney is getting involved. 21 uh, Century Fox. I mean... They could do a total revamp with that $100 million. But as it stands now, we agree it needs a change and it doesn't have what it has to go against Twitch. Correct? Watch yeah. it go to, like, the Disney of, like, streaming. Like, watch it just like, yeah. Disney Channel stars and shit. Could be some time <laughs> with that. But with that, Dylan, do you want to talk about the game we just kind of shit on earlier? Yeah, absolutely. So PUBG, is, it just came out recently, and they're starting to kind of throw their weight behind their eSport now. Um, so basically they have a league coming up, um, and they were like, okay, we're going to lay down some laws, no one under 18. And then on your team, there has to be at least three people, um, that reside in, you know, the country of the team. So basically if it's in America, three American citizens, only one foreigner on the squad. Um, actually the one thing that I, I don't know, that's a little bit nuanced. I think you can have more people on the team, um, but they're like, uh, they're second string. Yeah. So you, so, but you know, I think it says you have to have starting three though. Okay. So I, yeah. You have to have three starting, and so like second strings, I think you can have a couple foreigners or whatever. But so that's that's the laws that they put in place. And the reason why I think this is interesting is because now we're seeing PUBG starting to throw their weight behind their esport, the same way that we saw uh, Blizzard throwing their weight behind Overwatch and StarCraft back in the day, um, and the same way that we see League, of course, you know, Riot, you know. Yeah you know, proceeding over their game. And I think we're at the tipping point now of where every esport that's going to come out from now on is going to be run by the company. Um, I it, yeah. well, that's, it, okay. that's a big reason why this is, uh, why this is happening is because it like PUBG, like, I don't know. I don't know the exact publisher for PUBG. Do you know who it is? Andrew off the top of your head? Blue Wait, Hole? Blue yeah, Hole. The publisher, the publisher no, it's for... PUBG Corp. They, it was Blue is Hole. It? They separated out into PUBG Corp that focuses just on that, where Blue Hole continues to develop other things. Okay, cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why this is happening is because they're the ones, Dylan, like you said, like they're they're the ones running their tournaments now. They're the ones doing their esports. Uh, they're basically taking control back from third parties, and yeah, they want to get a grip on it. They want to get this solid grasp of like, okay, we're making the rules. We're the ones deciding what goes on, right? So. Um, I don't think this is a bad thing. I like this is this conforms very much to other other esports. I mean, League I think has two import slots, I believe, per per roster. Um, and then the the rest of your team has to be like legal citizens and stuff like that. I disagree. You're shaking your head. I don't what? like that. What I disagree with that. Disagree I with think what? This it's is bad. bad. 
Why? Okay, so why? Why does? Why do these need to be laws? Oh, I I, I don't agree that they should be. I I thought you were saying that you disagree that that was like a fact. I'm like, no, that's oh how no, no, no 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 no. I definitely I disagree because like someone in the chat made a point that like if that's how like the Olympic uh, like if how, like how hockey was in the United States, like the Canadian teams would always win. Like the Canadians have the best uh, hockey players and stuff like that, and South Korea continually dominant in a lot of esports. Not all of them. Not oh, all I said of a them. Lot. I didn't say all of them. I said a lot. But okay, well, what I'm so, saying is that, like, if those some of those players didn't come over, we wouldn't see that skill level here in, like, the NALCS. Like, that makes it boring and all that kind of stuff because you want to see the best players playing in every single region. And I think the import clause, I mean, you don't want the entire team to be foreign rosters because then sometimes the local fans can't relate, especially, well, like, when the Overwatch League goes local. You don't want to yeah. see a bunch of players you can't talk to or speak their language or understand what's going on. You want someone that you can relate to. You want an American. No, I disagree. Why? Esports is global. Let anyone play for any team. You know, uh, I mean, just look at... Uh, there's a lot of teams out there for Overwatch, right? You look at London. I think the big meme with London is like, oh, haha, like the whole team is Korean or whatever. NYXL too. Yeah, but who cares? The local teams love them still. Like, they still love them, and they still support them. They're going to do that regardless, whether or not it's 100% Korean, whether it's 100% American or 100% people from the UK. I don't think it matters. I think all that matters is that, like, you're fielding teams that have good players, players who care about the team and who want to do very well in that eSport. I don't think it matters where they're from. But, like, we saw backlash with this back in Season 4 of League of Legends in the NALCS because... In the NALCS, season season four or season five, one of the two, where LMQ was in a, a team of entirely of imports, nobody on the roster spoke English, and the, the region itself, and maybe this is just because maybe this is because NA is the one that controls the kind of like a lot of these rulings and stuff like that. The NA fan base was not a fan of LMQ because it was basically like it's it's like okay, let's grab a middle tier a middle tier team from Korea. And chuck them in NA, and this is now they're just running train on oh, the NA teams. Yes, I understand that like the NA player base may not be as good as or as gifted as like, the South Korean player base, but these teams just over overcame like or just overtook the NA market, which made you want to watch the, your teams less because you knew once they went up against LMQ, it was going to be a shit show. It was like they were going to get they were going to get run over. So. I know historically this hasn't worked in the past, and I think that like stuff like that is why we why we don't, we're not seeing it, and why we're seeing these import clauses and stuff like that. Um, and as well, I think another big thing is is too is local talent is typically cheaper. Local talent is typically is typically like you're not paying for somebody to like come overseas. You're not paying for somebody like you know to have lodgings and stuff like that like before they even get set up. So if you're harvesting NA talent, it's 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 less money, it's less strain on a company that may not have all all the money. Like like I mean, this is back before franchising and stuff like that, where you were seeing people with only so much money to work with, and like I mean, I still think we're gonna go to like a salary cap and shit like that. But previously, you couldn't afford you couldn't afford all these this like overseas talent and shit. And you had guys who were picking up like uh, TSM and Bjergsen. When Bjergsen came over, he just ran train on everybody because he was so goddamn good and he was an import. Right. So I think that's another reason why we're seeing this is that if you get so many people who are specialized at this game from whatever whatever region they're from, like the, 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 like for PUBG, for example, it would be like NA pulling a shit ton of guys out of Brazil, because as we know, historically, Brazil destroys FPSs. That's their thing. They're really, really good at them. It, what? I didn't know that. But it's like, oh, yeah, if you look at if you look at any of the dominant CSGO or Rainbow Six teams, it's Brazilians. They're like that is that is like South America. That's their thing. Um. So basically, if you brought in an entire team from NA that is basically all Brazilian, like Immortals, um, they, uh, they 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 just dominate everybody. So I think that's why we're seeing these import clauses going in. But it, why why does that matter though? Why should NA be some shitty farm team for an esport? And you know, like uh, Brazil, if we're talking about a PUBG, let's just say we're talking about PUBG. Yeah. Yeah. Why does South America have to be the best region, the region to watch and stuff that everyone cares about, and NA be some shitty farm team that no one cares about? And they watch it, and it's it's like watching a bunch of amateur teams at that point. But people What's are still going to watch the, the NA. People, are... But people, are, people are going to watch it anyways if yeah. you just have players everywhere. What, like if you put in salary caps, right? If you yeah. put in that to to prevent one team from just. Uh, being like a the like the, the mega yeah the powerhouse yeah. capitalist buying up all the people. If you do that instead, 
and everyone's spending around the same amount of money for their players, who cares? Then you just have good games. Then they're but just think, good I, games. But I think we're not gonna we're not gonna see a salary cap right off the bat. We're not gonna see any of those things. We're gonna see what happens. What we're seeing right now with Liquid, who is literally just like using League of Legends as his comparison, who literally just buys the best players from that region, and they're working within the, the import clause. But if you don't have an import clause, and you're literally just have somebody cherry picking the best talent from that team, they're going to destroy everybody, which doesn't create any competition. You can do the same thing, though. You can do the same thing if you're just doing in a region. Because if you're within the same region, you know, it's just like baseball, right? It's just like any other sport. If, if you're only looking at America, you can still buy up the best players and still beat people out. Baseball teams and football teams do this all the time. Where they throw their money and they, you know, they 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 can bring in really good talent or whatever, and it's it's the same cap. thing. Yeah, well, well, that's the difference. That's the difference. We're implying we're 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 acting in the world where salary caps don't exist. What I'm saying is, in, instead of limiting it to to the country of origin or whatever, you're a citizen or not, why not just you know put the put salary it. cap in place and then what? that fixes the problem. Well, and that's just it. Like, I mean, that's that's just what I'm saying is like I'm working within the parameters that they're establishing because they're going this route, not the salary cap. I think because I think you're right. If you put a salary cap in, it really dictates of who you got to pick. Like it, it like it decides who like you got to look at this thing totally different. No, no, like, exactly. You're no, right? you're you're totally you're totally right. But what I'm yeah. saying is it's not us saying this is the rule of law. Is it good or not? I'm saying, you know, there's multiple options here. This is a bad option because you can do something yeah. else with it. No, no, and I, I, I agree on that point as well. It's just I think how they're handling it is isn't the improper way, but this is what, but this is like this is the reasoning behind it because they're not allowing a giant, a giant like power based team. And it's shit reasoning. It's shit. It's shit. It's shit reasoning. Oh my wow. god! Wow. Dude, now see now I feel I feel like Andrew now. Yeah. I feel like Andrew. I feel attacked. I have one word. What? Yes. What to everything you just said. You both actually made okay, but like be like kind of taking a step back. You both made really good reasoning as to why you both wanted one way or the other, and which way it's gonna go is going to be up to the investors. It doesn't matter what you want, Dylan. It doesn't matter what James want. It is going to matter the future of how this wants to look is what the investor is going to look at because especially when we start getting down to region-based teams i think investors are going to want to do what is going to get them to have the most people coming to watch the games buying the jerseys selling the tickets if that means bringing in the best players from across the world they'll do that if that means doing a mix of the best players from south korea and then having big personalities from the united states they'll do that they're going to do whatever needed in the long run to make them the most money it's not about the purity of esport it's not about the viewers it's about what makes them the most money and they're going to do that math and whatever that comes down to is why they're going to do that and that's why PUBG right away is probably seeing that for how it is now they think this is going to be the best format that's going to bring in the most popularity because they're going to think probably the talent's going to be even across the way is what my thinking is going to be with that so they're like okay let's try to spread that out because PUBG regions, I don't think I know of any one region that's super dominant. So they're probably just yeah. kind of spreading it out. They're going to figure this out as we go. This is the only information we have about the PUBG League, really. They've announced it's happening. Otherwise, everything else is coming in, like, late of this year. It said uh, Q4 of 2018, they'll announce more information and then kind of finalize everything Q1 of 2019. So this could change. I mean, they put this all out in tweaks. They put out yeah, official no. rules for there's, a there's no, uh, there's no like sports league yeah. in tweaks. So I'm not going to take all this for like God's word because a tweet could be deleted tomorrow. They're like, oh, we never said that and change yeah. it because they realize, okay, this was not the right way to go. Get the so screen cap, boys. You both had a really, really good argument there, and I still think you two should fight over it to decide who wins. But ultimately, it's going to come down to what makes more money, and that's kind of where... Uh, I think a lot of these esports are going to end up going to. We, we already established, though, that the companies do not know how to make money. I know how to make money in esports. <laughs> we did give him that. We gave him Give that. me the power. Yeah. I, re- I am so close to redacting that because I'm starting to disagree with some of the statements you're making. So I'll let you keep that role for now. But you keep making these tinfoiled accusations. We are going to have to talk about this, Dylan, and maybe really reconsider that. <laughs> We, well, the thing is, too, is that we already decided that PUBG is going to be a dead game. Yes. We already decided that, None of this right? matters. 
Yeah, yeah, none of this matters. I, I want to yeah. see how the PUBG League is going to, to try to develop and kind of go how it is. If they're going to go Fortnite kind of route. Blackout hasn't really confirmed too much either. So I'm curious to see what format they're going to take. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not we, we, interested we in watching nothing. it. I mean, PUBG, yeah, it's really... Player base is dropping, obviously. It's not updating as much. There's not as much kind of buzz around it anymore. So it'll be curious to see how it goes. We'll talk about that when the more announcements kind of come out. Very similar to Blackout. A lot of these Battle Royale games, we're kind of yeah. waiting on seeing more. But with that, James, we have about 20 minutes for you to talk League. <laughs> so I want to welcome everyone to the Project League of Legends podcast, the podcast side of podcast, where James rants about League of Legends for 10 minutes, gives me five minutes to talk back, and then Dylan's like, this for the other five minutes. <laughs> I, get, I get a little break. I get, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it gives Dylan a, a chance to, to cool off. Um, there's uh, so the 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 common meme, as a lot of people know, with League of Legends is that it's a dead game. Um, that seemed to be not so much the case because the um, the LCS Summer Finals was just finished up, um, which wasn't that exciting because it was a 3-0. And then like, I'm going to spoil it for anybody who didn't watch it. It was a 3-0 for Team Liquid, who we discussed previously is like the powerhouse team. In, in League of Legends, um, basically just stomped on Cloud9. Now, Cloud9 had a wicked run. They basically went from the bottom tier of the team to working their way up to the final. So that's really good. Good, great for Cloud9, all that shit. Um, but because of it, like, and maybe that was what contributes to this, but the summer finals actually saw a 17.8% increase from previous years. So the viewership for the finals is still creeping up. It's still going up. We're still seeing an increase and stuff like that, um, which is great, which means, you know, which means uh, despite the fact that we have talked about um, in previous episodes of the instability that we're seeing at Riot between, you know, from like the Kotaku article to them not being able to secure a venue for Worlds. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was ridiculous, right? So um, we, it's kind of nice to see this, like, you know, this bit of the shining light on the other side. Um, and that being said, I think a big part of this was what they decided to do with with the finals and with the gauntlet as well, which Twitch allowed co-streaming for, like, uh, or they, they only did it for qualifiers, but maybe that was something that contributed to, like, building up the hype. Plus, there was some on-air talent that you saw at the finals that was pretty dope. You got to see... Tyler won. <laughs> you got to see Tyler won. You got to see some celebrity rosters, which was really cool. You got to see Yasuo, um, who was a, another big Twitch personality. Um, and Tyler won, like, put on put on a spectacle. He was his typical self. It was, like, or the, the character that Tyler won is. I don't, like, I, at this point, I can't decipher between the two anymore. I'm pretty sure they're just the same dude. Um, but, yeah, like, this is why you saw this massive, massive increase, I think. In, or not massive, but I think I, I think we, both, we all can agree that 17.8% on something that big is a, is a substantial increase in viewership. I think we can kind of all agree on that. Even Dylan, who doesn't even pay attention to like when I start talking about League, <laughs> I, you said my name. I agree. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, there's um, so that's I think that's why we saw this. Um, and we actually we actually got a kind of a bit of an interesting interview out of Tyler because of this because we got to see him at Worlds and stuff like that and why he hadn't been there previously. Uh. Basically because he he thinks that the rest of NA is a bit of a snooze fest until you get to these high caliber matches. And it was it was interesting to see too, and because it really spoke to um NA Esports' mentality when it comes to stuff. The lower tier teams, according to him, because he plays so much solo queue and he sees these other players, they don't try. They don't try at all. They, the, the amount of commitment and the amount of the amount of uh the amount of like um effort they put in these games is 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 lacking comparison That's to a other bold statement it is it is and it's and the only reason i trust tyler is because he's he's logged over four thousand matches in this season yeah but he's also incredibly controversial and i wouldn't say that he is the correct way to look at everything i wouldn't but this is also so previously he was quite controversial but as we know tyler's made a, a substantial yeah, comeback as far as as far as like uh like you know not leaving games and shit like that has he had his hints of toxicity since his return yes but in comparison to what he was previously i think we are seeing a totally different dude and the, and this was basically his commentary on the na teams especially the lower tier players where like you know the uh, the the golden guardians the optics you know stuff like that um <laughs> the human geo dude may be the best 
um, way to call the describe Tyler I've ever heard. That's what we're all laughing at at Chad right now. So that is probably the favorite thing I've ever heard. But go on, sorry yeah. for cutting you off. No, no, it's all good. I, I am, but I, I, I think this is an interesting kind of way of looking at things because we have somebody who experiences the, the these players off times firsthand and sees how they act in these games when they're not being coached, when they're not being managed, when they're you know this is like you kind of see their their true reforms. You know what I mean? So this this kind of speaks to how they how they treat it, right? Um, which I think is a, a bit of an interesting insight. Um, and I guess, I, and just to kind of build on this, I guess there's like a, a list like this big, like a very, very short list of players this guy actually likes playing with because they don't, they don't give up. And believe it or not, it's players from the top two teams. It's players from Cloud9. It's players from Team Liquid because these are guys who are just grinders that, regardless of the state of the game, they don't, they don't just say, okay, well, fuck it, GG at 15, surrender at 15. You know what yeah. I mean? But so yeah, no, oops. I think it's a bit of an interesting input, uh, I guess, on the on the scene. Yeah, so I, I guess something that's definitely not planned as an article to bring up, but um, the reason I, I, I when I saw that 17.8% increase or whatever like that and kind of the viewership and all that, I was really kind of surprised. And I was looking back through all of the articles we were kind of thinking about talking about today and I stumbled upon that Riot allowed you to commentate over top of the games for this last weekend. Yeah, and like they, they allowed you to co-host on Twitch, which is something they had never done before. And yeah. I think that's something really cool because one, I know a lot of people are trying to become shoutcasters. And what better way to do it than to go that, mute the other stream and shoutcast over top of it, explain what's going on. I think that's one really cool way for you to get the chance to really grow some of the upcoming shoutcasters, give them opportunities, give them experience and all that kind of stuff. But two... Other personalities that, like, I'm a cutie pie. He doesn't try not to stream over top of these. But if he could just stream and just kind of shit talk as you guys are playing, that'd be great for him. That'd get more people watching League. It may not be the official channel, but people are still watching. People are paying attention to League of Legends, knowing what's going on in these big games, and becoming more invested in these teams. And who knows, maybe after I'm a cutie pie does such a good job of kind of just making fun of these guys, they might go over and watch the other channel. Follow that subscribe yeah. whatever like that or go watch the other games stuff like that like allowing more people in different ways to be watching this all funnels down to one point which is making ride more money so i yeah. think this is a great yeah. idea and i don't see why every league doesn't allow this because sure you want them all on your main channel you want them interacting donating all that kind of stuff on one channel but if people are interacting watching and ultimately paying more attention to your game what is the negative outcomes of this like i see no oh, negative side effects of this other yeah. like of stats dropping on the main page sure but you can see more people are constantly watching league of legends and that's good well let's just say because i think like they at the end of the day they care about raw numbers for the game itself not not for the, the like the lcs page right because not only not only was it i'm a cute five but it was also yasuo it was last shadow as well who is also a, a very controversial player in like or a character in the scene um but you know a lot of people watch these guys and they hate the on-air personality. Yeah. Me personally, I, there's very oh, few. I have, I have no problem pers- with a lot of them. No, but. me either. But I mean, again, a, a decent amount of the community is to the point where they don't like the on-air personality. So they can sit there and they can watch. You know, I'm a cutie pie. Yaswo, um, at Last Shadow, uh, Tyler. You know what I mean? Like any of these guys, com- kind of commentate over it because um, if we, if, if, I know we talked about this previously, but Tyler one's like his stream, his or his his uh, his tournament that he put on. People love that shit because Tyler was commentating over it, and he like because he's so energetic, because he's so crazy. Plus, he can get away with saying a lot of shit. Like a lot of these guys have a lot more free reign doing these co-hosting stuff because they can really be themselves, and they're not almost filtered by having like the, uh, the you know the on-air personality and having that kind of conform, I guess, to that that model. You know what I mean? It gives them a lot more freedom. Yeah. So yeah, for for Riot, this is like a this is a win win. This is, this is a win win for everybody. I'd love to do the Overwatch League because that's something like whatever. I'm sitting here watching Overwatch League anyways. I'll put my little head down in the bottom right corner and talk to Chad as the Overwatch League is going on or whatever kind of like that. Like what there's yeah. I mean for me, it's I get to interact. I get to talk to people while I'm watching something I love. And for other people, like oh, you need more content to put out each week. Well, let's talk over the game instead of playing League of Legends. Like. It gives content creators so many more opportunities to stream and unique streams mm. other than just straight up grinding the game. And it gives Riot, ultimately, or whatever uh, game that you're co-hosting, more views, more attention, 
hopefully people are going to go and buy it, anything kind of like that. I love that. So, I don't know. I, I don't have too much to add on that, except I love the idea. I mean, chat's bringing up that there is some bad outsides, like, well, if someone's just straight up being incredibly toxic, like, that's bad publicity. But still, I, I believe in the idea that any publicity is good publicity. And that if people are talking about your game, they're talking about your game. And they're going to check it out. They're learning more. Figuring out what's controversial. What's going on. What's this tournament. Like, I don't see any downsides to any of that. Do you? I mean, do you? Yeah, Dylan. Uh, I, what is your opinion on all of this? Well, you know, I'm the... I'm the grassroots boy, so I love this kind of stuff. Dota did this kind of thing where they were just like, yeah, whoever, like, go ahead and stream over, like, our, our big stuff. And I think this is a really good thing because, honestly, like, if I was watching the Overwatch League, right? So I'm sitting down and watching the Overwatch League. Oh, I love if XQC. I, if, if I saw, if, if I saw, yeah, XQC, which is like, okay. you know, I'm going to I'm gonna stream this and, like, I'm just going to, like, talk over it. I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going to watch yeah. every single or game. Or Seagull now that he's gone, too. I know he's kind of... Uh, he's a beloved figure too, and he's not toxic. Like that's be huge. Mm -hmm. And Overwatch yeah. League already showed that they did partner up with his stream to make it like an official drop stream and stuff like that. Like I just love that these companies are trying unique ways of giving these content creators more attention, more unique streams and stuff kind of like that. Like I do think that interacting with the biggest streamers that stream your game can only really bring positivity. Because even if they're toxic, but they're the number one streamer, like Tyler1 was for a while, like, people are still coming to watch a personality, but play your game. And he plays your game every single day. So, obviously, he's not going to ultimately hate on it. Like, he still wants to play the game every day. So, yeah. it, I think it's still all good, good. I know, I know, the, I know the chat has some concerns, basically, that it's basically fueling the fire for a negative fan base. But... Um, or, like, or a toxic fan base. Not negative, because they're, they're still playing the game, but a toxic fan base. And I think... That is uh, on the priority list for these big, these bigger things, bigger games like Epic. I feel like it's like okay, yes, we got to deal with the toxicity, but we make way more fucking money. Yeah. So this is and then this is why we're seeing the divide. Do I agree that it's a good thing? No, I don't think I don't think having negative players or negative streamers who are basically just like dousing the game and freaking gas and being like more toxicity like the match right yeah. so i don't think that's good but again that is not their top concern and i think and like because a lot of a lot of our topics a lot of our discussions always come down to who is making the most money at the end of this because that's what it comes down to that's yeah. how these things stay successful right so is it unfortunate yes and it is a negative side effect but it, in the end it's still way more bang for them that, yeah. and that's kind of it right i totally yeah i totally agree with all that yeah i i, I don't know what else I could say, but yeah, I think I, lo I love it all in that. Yeah, Dylan, yeah. any last kind of opinions on this topic? Uh, no, I just think it's a good thing. I mean, let let people get the commentators they want. I, I see no problem with that. So, I guess that kind of wraps up a lot of our topics for today. So, to chat, did you have any kind of questions or anything you want us to talk about for the last couple minutes we have, or any questions you want to know about us, or there's anything that you two wanted to kind of talk about last minute? before we kind of wrap up our first kind of episode here at uh, the game house um off the top of my head nothing really i do want to make one comment about the doritos bowl because i i i uh, I, I, I feel like i kind of sk i skip my, my, my chance <laughs> of saying it is uh, why why the why fuck not? are they doing i it? love doritos i love that's yeah. the point that's the point though that's why it's not good because it's a meme like, yeah, they might as well named it the Doritos and Mountain Dew Bowl. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think of. But when I think of Call of Duty, what food do you associate? Mountain Dew, Doritos. There's going to be double XP on them. You know there's going to be double XP on them. You know I'm going to go out of the store and buy them. You know I'm going to use all of those caps. Like, what's wrong with that? It's well known in the community. It reinforces the negative. Oh, come on. The big, the big, the big thing that bothers me is that there is no, there is no, there's no charity it's 100% publicity and there's no actual like incentive for them to win other than fame and like you get a guy like you get a guy like shroud on there he's gonna run train on people he's a you know like my money I mean, he's where's your money anyone but shroud but but what do you get against shroud nothing um who i have never heard of this guy but there's a guy named oh crap he's on shroud's team i'm like i'm gonna cheer for chad but he's on shroud's team i've never heard of chad but never mind, I take that back. I cheer for Ninja. My prediction for Prediction King is Ninja's team wins. No. 
Are you, are you even going to touch this, Dylan? Are you going to even like... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say... Well, no, because it's not fair if I say no, because there's like... There's well, a ton a team. of other teams. Each one of us picks a team. No, I don't, I don't want to pick a team because I don't I, I don't, I don't have any... <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because I don't know any of these people really. I know Ninja and Shroud and that's it. Okay, James, I'm, you I'm got Shroud? Shroud? I'm saying Shroud, Okay, yeah. I'll take Ninja. One point for the winner. And if either one, one of us winner. gets it, we each lose half a point. Because Dylan's not participating. Deal? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's deal. I think uh, this I like is it. a really good insight, though, into, like, the personality of you guys. Like We're batting men. Well, no, no, I mean, like, you picking Ninja, like... Are you calling me immature? Are you calling Call, me... He's calling you younger. <laughs> what he's calling you? <laughs> well, I'm going to say watch is... I watch more like, Shroud if, than Ninja, but I'm like, if, I just want to go against the current because everyone's voting for Shroud. All I'm going to say is if we were, we were picking the personality of everyone, you would be the Chad here. <laughs> and we all know James is the Alpha Neat. Oh, my God. We're, <laughs> not, we're not going into this. Uh, oh, okay. That. It looks like we don't have any question coming up from chat at the end of that, but I want to thank you all so much for being so active in that. It was great having so many people there for our very first episode of Working with the Game House. And I want to thank you to everyone at the Game House for allowing us to come on, bringing us under the umbrella and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. I know both these guys were. It took a couple of weeks, and we're super happy to excited and just get going with it. So we're kind of happy to see where all that goes. But with that... Thank you all very much for listening to this week's episode of the Project Esports Podcast. Yeah, guys, um, you can follow us on here now. And as already uh, as uh, Andrew mentioned, we do have that lovely subscribe button that we work tirelessly to try and get on our own channel. Um, but we we did kind of we did kind of like you know scoot around it a Cheated. bit. But it it is it is there now. And uh, anybody who like I know we got some subscribers tonight, and that's 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 a fucking awesome. I'm I'm super stoked. Um, and as well, we we have oh my god, we have Spotify, we have we have Stitcher, we have we're on Twitter. Uh, all three of us individually are on Twitter. Um, Andrew, what else do we have? Um, iTunes. Other we than that, iTunes. yeah, YouTube. We are now on YouTube, the yeah. Game House's YouTube channel, so our vods will be going live there instead of going onto our own channel there. So that's just the one change there. But otherwise, that. And so, just as a reminder, we go live seven. 7- or 6 30 eastern standard time on uh the game house on twitch now so you can always find us there every monday at 6 30 eastern standard time i got to get that new time in my mind <laughs> yeah. um and then the following day which is going to be tuesday you can find all our vods up on the game house's youtube you can find it on all our podcast network as well uh, so if you just search project esports podcast whether it's on spotify itunes stitcher all all those good places you can always find us there as well um and so you know kind of coming up to this we had a lot of people really supporting us so uh, a couple of names of the people who really supported us uh were at Zanaxis, at cassinia Ilya, at the band hammer at better underscore esports at, at xenos king and at learningville They've been helping us out a lot, you know, shouting us out all the time, um, making sure that we got our names out there. So for the last time, I've been doing this for like weeks and weeks and <laughs> weeks in a row. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. All right, guys. Uh, with that, I'm James. And I'm Dylan. And I'm Andrew. And thank you very much for watching the Project Esports podcast. We will see you guys next Monday.